All right, gang, we are back, and we are going to talk about this episode, but first, let's do 45 minutes of nothing before we talk about this. Let's just bring some guests out. Let's, you know, kind of reflect on what we've done in past podcasts, because we don't really have enough material to fill this whole podcast. Maybe take a sonogram or two? (laughs) Why not? Let's do it. That's appropriate television. Um, Yeah, boy, this is four hours of TV with an hour and a half of content. Um, but I guess let's dive into it. Let's dive in. Let's talk about let's that hour and a half. Let's dive into paradise. Ooh, back to paradise again. It's like we never left because we spent four hours here last week, too. Yeah, it is... Uh, I'm having a hard time remembering what happens from week to week because I feel like we like watch it and then we podcast about it and each night is... You have to watch it two nights in a row. It all just blends together. Right, in a big mess of vaguely interesting drama. So when we get into this episode, the guys are vying for roses, right? That's right. They're still vying for roses. The big cliffhanger was Dean and Christina when we first pick up on Monday. Right. And so we're back to that again. But also, the big news, the big seismic shock that happens is that Adam steps into the <clears throat> steps into paradise and initially i was going to be very proud of him for resisting the temptation to bring aj the dummy because no. he doesn't walk in with it you but then gotta later bring AJ. later you, who's sleeping in the bed aj you would have been disappointed if adam had come and had not brought aj <laughs> i would have been so pissed you would have been aj wouldn't have been here we were just talking last week about people going back to the same well i guess i would have taken it if aj was like dressed for paradise or if there was some kind of aj's always dressed for paradise <laughs> aj lives in paradise yeah it's always five o'clock somewhere and that's i like adam where AJ i feel is. like we're seeing more of adam in the two hours of paradise than we saw in the entire season of rachel's bachelorette it would be impossible to see less of adam <laughs> than we saw in the bachelorette no i agree this is our chance like matt and adam are finally getting their chance to shine I'm still not sure what exactly Rachel saw in them that kept them so long. Yeah. Uh, both seem a little bland. No, I to don't me. know either. Yeah. Really, a lot of. Because Dickie, I haven't been that impressed with. Like, I like him. I think he's cute, but I feel uh-huh. like. I was more impressed with Dickie in the bachelorette yeah because you saw his stylish socks that's right he kept a cool head yeah he seems fine Mm -hmm. so Lacey at the beginning of this episode is complaining that the guys just want bro time instead of romances and that does seem to be true like i think that one reason why maybe we're not seeing the guys shine is that they just don't really give a shit right they don't seem to i mean where what we saw of the guys doing was lifting weights Mm mm-hmm and um, Alex, Alex telling Iggy, dude, I'm super impressed with how jacked you are. They cut the camera away right when Alex was shooting steroids into Iggy's ball sack. <laughs> right, that was really what should have shut down production. That's fine. That's totally fine. Well, but we also had the conversation, or I guess I made the comment to you, um, I think that's one of the risks that they run when they do a season like this where like all these guys 
like each other. It would be like if right. you and all your ret comp bros got it's exactly, thrown into an island of beautiful women. Yep. Y'all wouldn't care. It's exactly uh, what would happen. Excuse me, ladies. We got to talk a little bit about Kenneth Burke. I'm super impressed how jacked your scholarship is right now, bro. <laughs> Are you interested in co-authoring? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's. It's not a rose so much as like you get some kind of publication at the end of it. Oh, gosh. Oh, Jesus. Oh, what a terrible geez. show oh. that would be. Um, thank goodness that's not a television program let's return to the actual show um no but i want to say something okay. on that on my on comment about them cho- I, like i understand why they choose people from only like the last two seasons right. but i think that's a mistake i think it would be a much more interesting show if like Jake Pavelka shows up sure, and some right. like random girl from Matt Grant's season. Right. Like that's what I want to see. I agree. Though she would be 50 years old. Well, so, so be it. <laughs> I'm here for paradise. <laughs> Does anyone want a hard candy? <laughs> I gotta lay down. I'm getting hot flashes. <laughs> We can have all the sex we want. I can't get pregnant. <laughs> it's your mom suddenly. Your mom is no, in paradise. That's, that's too much. That was too a bridge too far. Oh, it's too um, much. That's too much. That, I can't handle it. Um, Ryan, will you run some sunscreen on my back? <laughs> I brought a teeny bikini. I don't want to burn. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Um, no, I agree, though. I think it would be more interesting because it is just them like hanging out and clearly it would be more interesting if some of the conflicts carried over like they tried to do that last year with evan and chad you know if it's like ooh, are these conflicts gonna right. boil over? but none of them are boiling over like they no and even i mean i feel like everybody hated josh last year and that was helpful because that gave people somebody to kind of dislike like i really it's Fine. I think it's good that they all seem to just genuinely enjoy each other and that they're all getting along, but it makes for boring television. Right. It's a boring show. Um, well, let's get into some of the boring things that all right. happen. Adam, as you said, Adam shows up. Uh, Danielle M. says that she would go on a date with Adam. Danielle M., you'd go on a date with anybody. Right. Like, <laughs> what are you doing here? Not, solve not that much. problem yeah, by the that end. problem will be fixed. Oh, I have to right leave quick. paradise to go work in Africa. I'm in love with Wells. Oh, yeah. I'm 31. <laughs> Too old, Danielle. Too Get old. Out of here. You don't deserve Wells. Nobody deserves so Wells. So we never got to see. They kept showing in the previews. You good? I'm good. Yeah, yeah scratching got my something nose in a your little n- bit. Was that no, a, was a scratch? scratch? No, that was a scratch. Yeah, absolutely. Elbow deep in that scratch. No, that was a scratch. There was a little bit of a pick. <laughs> um, you distracted me. Expertly, the art of diversion. Now I can bring oh, up my thing. Say, oh, they kept showing a preview of Danielle M. Like holding her breast oh, right. and being like you like these they aren't real which was one of the reasons why frankly i was not crazy about her because they kept showing that but they didn't ever actually that never play happened. that yeah unless that happened we also need to mention because this is going to come up at some point uh our episode was rudely interrupted by trump talking about afghanistan thanks trump yeah thanks trump you ruined everything icing on the cake right that is if everything else wasn't enough <laughs> no you're buttoning into our it's show too far trump <laughs> so we think we got an abc.com the next day and i think we filled in the missing pieces but there was maybe some narrative sophistications that were lost in our piecemeal viewing of this as usual i have a question for you yes 
Does Ben Z have a dog? You know, I haven't heard anything about that. Um, here's another question. If Ben Z had a dog and Raven had a dog and they were a week apart, would that be a reason for them to get together, do you think? Would that be... And this actually is a question for you. So for those of you who don't know, Ryan wrote his dissertation on irony. Ben claims that that's ironic. It is he, not. Is that not <laughs> irony? That is not ironic. You sure? Yes. Isn't it ironic? It is not ironic. Don't you think? Yeah. A little too ironic, maybe. Uh. Yeah, I uh, do not believe that that's under any definition of irony. Um, I don't even think of. that that's... Is that... I mean, can you even call it coincidental? Barely. 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 Two people have dogs that are of similar ages. I feel sorry for anyone that knows their dog's exact birthday. Now, do you, though? I mean, we had a not a birthday party for our dog. <laughs> First of all, that's it, not we. That's you. You did that. You participated. Yeah. <laughs> you made the giant poster. You participated. Yeah. You bought the party hats and the cake and the dog treats, and you made a giant poster at Kinko's. Because that's what you do, apparently, when you are working to get tenure. Right. I put that in my file. Um, No, I would love to know our dog's birthdays. I feel sorry for someone who talks about their dog's birthday frequently. And listen, we talk about our dogs a lot. We have a lot of songs about our dogs. I mean, the only thing that separates Anna and I from that couple on um, Best in Show is a recording studio. Like, that's it. Relaxing. And I guess we technically could record yeah. our songs right here. God loves a terrier. Yes, he does. God loves a terrier. That's because small, sturdy, bright, and true. They give their love to you. God didn't miss a stitch. Be it dog or be it bitch. When he made the Norwich merrier with its cute little derrier. Yes, God loves a terrier. But anyways, where were we? Uh, so, all right. Ben Z says that he would like to go on a date with Raven because they both have dogs that are ironically right. a week apart. Um, Raven tells Adam that she wants to be like Evan and Carly, to which I say, really? Like, really, you want... Somebody that's going to fake an illness. Like, their relationship was so awkward. And for 75% of their time in paradise, Carly was just, like, hating herself for liking Evan. And that's got to be carrying over. I feel you, girl. Sure, yeah. I I mean, you understand that. Evan and Carly coming on later, which we fast-forwarded through, is also a great answer to the question, how long can Florence Nightingale syndrome last? Mm. A year, at least, it appears. Um, Forever. Forever, yeah. Forever. That's like Marty McFly would have married his mom forever, based on that. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yep. It's the same thing. That's why she falls in love with him. She is Florence Nightingale. She falls in love with him because it's Marty McFly and he's hot. (laughs) Even when it's your own child. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's before he got Oh, that's right. That's why she falls in love with George McFly. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyways. All right. That okay. has nothing to do with it. It has everything. It has literally nothing it has to do with everything this. to do with what we're talking uh, about. Adam asks out Raven, Christina is frustrated with Dean for good reason. Dean good is acting Lord. like a dick. Yeah. I feel like we had a lot of uh, suspicions going into this uh, show that Dean was going to really put himself out there and shine and be an obvious choice for Bachelor. That is not the case. That is false. I think that America would be... 
angry if Would Dean gets picked for Bachelor. Chris Harrison, served. take note. Listen, listen to us, Harrison. Dean's a dick. Even Jack Stone throws some shade at him. He says that Dean is great if you're in middle school. Well, and that's the thing. He is clearly immature. Yes. And you oh see that God. throughout yes. this episode, uh, or these two episodes. And just, he's not prepared to be the Bachelor. I mean, we'll get into some of the details later, but he's not prepared to handle the competing attentions no. of multiple women. And, I mean, who among us is? He's but. barely able to handle attention from one woman. Like, right. before uh, Danielle or D'Lo even shows up, I feel like Dean is playing games with Christina. Right. It's a risky gambit, yeah. buddy. Playing, and, uh, playing love games with a Russian. With a Russian Whoa. playing Russian roulette. Whoa. Yeah, Dean, she comes to talk to him. He's, like, sleeping in an awkward position on some sort of beach bed. And she comes to talk to him, and he, like, literally, like, rolls away. Like he's, like, Homer Simpson rolling away from a conversation <laughs> he doesn't want to have. And Christina's like, okay, good chat. Like, and she very- keeps saying that, but, but, and this is getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. I mean, Christina is clearly annoyed with him. He's acting like an asshole. What does she do? She gives him the ruse. Right. And then she acts, like, shocked and pissed off the next day when D'Lo shows up and Dean, surprise, surprise, goes on a date with her and acts like a total dick. Like, what did you think he was going to do? Right. Well, and the other thing is, you know, she's wedded to Dean and and sticking with Dean. But I think she could get another guy interested in sure, her. Sure, Christina's cute. Yeah. I think she looks good in Paradise. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that last week and you kind of uh, got on me about it a little bit. But she does look good in Paradise. Gotta say. Does she? She does. See, I just said the same thing you said. <laughs> I don't see what the difference is. I want to say that Adam tells Raven when they go out on their date that they are literally going to have a blast. Literally. Really, Adam? You're yeah. going to blow are, are shit up? Are they going to blow up? Um. All right. Benzi is sad that Adam and Raven go out on a date because he feels that there's a spark with himself and Raven. Um. Raven and Adam seem to have a good date. They go out. They make out a little bit. They dance. I thought it. You know. Yeah. There was a spark. Is this there. where I'm? I'm totally lost in my okay. notes. Is this where he accidentally says Rachel? Instead of uh, uh, Raven. No, that was when he went out with. Uh, who did he go out with later in this episode? Sarah. Oh yeah, okay. That was that was great. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah, he yes. accidentally calls Sarah Rachel. Yeah. Uh, Raven, I actually would have given him more of a pass on because Raven, Rachel. Sure. Yeah. But no, it sounds, it w- no, it was similar. Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we get to the rose ceremony. Robbie is wearing a terrible, like comically large turquoise yes. bow tie with a black party shirt. Yeah. No, it was a poor decision. Vinny wears a Lucky Rose shirt that's not so lucky. Yeah. Um, Robbie, so basically at the rose ceremony, at the cocktail party before the rose ceremony, all the guys are just desperately trying to secure roses. None well, more than Alex. I mean, I guess. I feel like they all seem pretty desperate. Alex seemed particularly desperate. Yeah, as Jasmine says, he's thirsty. He is. Oh, he's thirsty. Yeah. So this was interesting. Robbie is trying to get a rose from Amanda. I was not aware that Robbie and Josh, Amanda's ex-fiance, are close friends. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. Did you watch the show? I did watch the show. I, I, uh, yes, I didn't catch that somehow. Did you hear Robbie calling Josh anonymous? Uh, well, see, that was my problem. <laughs> I didn't know who they were talking about. 
<laughs> no, I heard that whole conversation. <laughs> I thought he meant the Hacking Collective Anonymous. It's <laughs> actually Amanda's ex-fiance. Right. She is uh, she... engaged to an entire internet collective. Um, Didn't work out because she couldn't figure out how to kiss him around the mask. <laughs> no, that makes more sense. Yeah, I did oh, not realize Jesus. what was going on. I mean, on. why what? are we even doing this if I you got, can't... I got all kinds of notes well... in here. <laughs> I can't follow some of the um, intricate sophistications <laughs> of this plot. So Robbie also asks for a kiss. He asks for oh a kiss. my god, yeah. it's so awkward. Oof. It's a terrible ask. Amanda turns him down quite awkwardly. Yeah. Well, and she was like, "It's just not the right moment, is it?" Like when it's never going to be the right oh, moment, Amanda. No, Oof. that not- was it. That was kind. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for a kiss. But yet, it's funny because I feel like said. Robbie comes off it like all the guys are like oh man Robbie's here all this competition you know and I think Robbie himself kind of came in feeling very cock of the walk and he's getting cut down yeah well here's the thing that I have in my notes about this related to that which is I always assume that maybe like 80% of men are just better with women than I am like have more game and certainly that like attractive men just are naturally good with women. Yeah. So it's nice to see that that's not the case. You oh, know? I wouldn't go that far. What? I'm not saying... All I'm saying is that it appears if from If Robbie can't, can't make it, then who could? No, no. I'm just saying that... Because several of these guys struggle. Yeah, and yeah. my assumption no. is that if you're attractive enough to go in The Bachelor, you sure. just know what you're doing. You don't have any awkward moments. And, right, yeah. right. Right. No, because, I mean, you're right. Alex is awkward, and the girls are kind of making fun of him. Mm-hmm. Robbie is awkward. Right. Um, all right, so we go through the roses. Dean, in a bold move, tells Christina before the rose ceremony that it's not working. Right. He wants to take a step back. And I actually, for as, you know, as much as Dean acts like an asshole through this entire episode or episodes... Um, I respect him for, you know, telling her before she gives her rose to him. I think that that was a... Sure, right. That was a mature move. move. Yeah. One of few, but it was a mature move. Yes. Vinny, Iggy, Nick, and Alex are gone. Gone. Dunzo. I'm sad to see Vinny go. I I like Vinny. Well, and as I commented to you, um, it would be kind of sad to, like, return to paradise as like an alumni and just get asked yeah. immediately. And I guess that also goes to what you're saying about like with this new blood, like these old people are irrelevant all of a sudden. Yeah. Like people only care about the people who were on the shows the last two seasons. I would choose Vinny over Jack Stone. Why does Jack Stone get to stay? Right. I don't know. Shh, yeah. He's not going to make it that much longer. Oh, and think. then Vinny tries to leave and he can't get the seatbelt That on. I wanted to mention that scene because it approaches... <laughs> Like the, it's not as good as some of the like classic scenes of total mundanity on TV, like um, Sideshow Bob just stepping on rakes over and over again, or like Peter Griffin rubbing his knee. But it gets close. It's just like a guy (laughs) trying to use a seatbelt for like a minute. Like it really is. I love that kind of TV. Mm. They could have showed that for as long as they wanted, him fumbling (laughs) with the seatbelt, and I would have loved it. 
Um, all right, so yeah, some old old men are gone. Some new some blood. Some new blood is about is to show up. In. Oh my god, y'all! It's D'Lo. It's D'Lo. Oh my god, Danielle comes down the stairs, and all the guys. It's like boners, just boner like, city bang, bang, spontaneously. Bang, bang, bang. It's like Evan Bass swept <laughs> through the crowd. Yeah, no, I mean she's good looking and seems like she's fun, but I feel like the reaction was disproportionate. I think that they that, that like, often oh happens. Yeah, yeah, they're like doing cartoon right. Right. eyes. Dean says on a scale of one to physically attractive, he'll take physically attractive yeah. for 500. That's that doesn't even you know, work, it doesn't Dean. Make sense. That's stupid. Yeah. Right, you don't take something on a scale. That's how Jeopardy works, Dean. Unglout. <laughs> you can ask Padom Pom. <laughs> Um, even, uh, Taylor's steady old, uh... Oh, yeah, Derek. Derek is, is getting like, a little hot under yeah, his collar. Yeah, because they're yeah. like, well, who would, who could she ask out that wouldn't go and, like, or, like, who's committed? And Derek's like, well, I don't even, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I don't know, guys. Uh, yeah, a new guy, a girl walked in. The semi that I'm sporting is telling me otherwise. <laughs> the boner's pointing at 12 o'clock. Um... Danielle, okay, D-Lo, we'll call her D-Lo to differentiate between D-Lo and... and, Though we're probably not going to say that much more about Danielle M anyway, but we might as well call her (laughs) D-Lo. we got to get to the Danielle M Wells stuff. Sure, a little subplot. Just a little guy. Just a little tiny Wells. Just a little guy you stick him in your pocket. in your pocket. (laughs) D-Lo is interested in Dean and Ben. Hope you have a dog. <laughs> right, um, she tries to talk to Ben, and Ben like starts the dog conversation. I just wonder how right much of away. that is editing. How can it be though? Like, right, he's I saying mean, it all. Clearly, he talked that much about his dog. I mean, it may get to the point though where people hear and they're like, "So I hear you have a dog." Like, they might be egging him on a little bit, right? But still, yeah, that's a lot of. And listen, Ben, I'm sympathetic, man, but. Uh, that's a little too much dog talk even for me. And this is from someone whose dog is walking around in the background of this podcast right now, <laughs> clicking her toenails so, all over the floor. So what? We don't even listeners. know her real birthday. <laughs> it's uh, summer. Um, this annoyed me too because Ben Z said this. And then Diggy, to some extent, says it too, where they basically just say that because D'Lo is here, any of the guys would just go out with her, that they would drop whatever girl they were with. Diggy tells Dean, uh, after Dean says yes to a date with D'Lo, that he, quote, did what any guy would do, say yes to the dress. (laughs) Again, doesn't really work. Like, I, I don't know uh, where we're picking up these. I liked that. I It doesn't make a lot of sense. It no. makes more sense than Dean's I'll take physically attractive for 500, but not too much. Yeah, I had that in my notes. Um, um, so, yeah. I mean, I think that also just confirms that these guys are not here to develop, like, serious relationships. No. If one girl walks down and they're all like, I would do right. whatever. Like, yeah. I would set my head on fire. All right, assholes. Yeah. Well, and we um, we read in uh, Us Weekly that they were here for 11 days. Yeah. This entire season. Well, which does we're... put it more into perspective. Like, if you're there for 11 days. Right. What of is course. Derek and Taylor really going to develop uh, in that? I don't know. I saw a picture of them with Harrison on Instagram. Whoa, that's everything. That proves. Proves everything. Proves that is proof positive right there. 
Okay, so D'Lo ultimately chooses Dean. Adam says that Christina looks like a pissed off Russian nuclear warhead. Yeah, when that, that metaphor works. That does work. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We approve. Nailed Adam, it. you have yeah. the English teacher's approval. Yeah. Um, did Danielle asks Dean about his tattoo and he says that it's stupid. That which sounds is cool. Frustrating to me because I wanted a theory confirmed that Dean's arm tattoo is the Triforce from the Legend of Zelda, which I'm pretty sure it's like a triangle inside of another him. triangle. You I want to know. Him and ask yeah, him. let's find out because that is my theory. Do it. Yeah, that is the Triforce. Um, in which case, yes, Dean, that is stupid and you should not talk about it. I think it says La Vie et Belle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. They go out on their date. I remembered why I dislike D'Lo. It's because she's a giggler. And she, like, everything she says, she's laughing. Like, they're kissing. She's laughing through the kiss. She's giggling through the teeth. Yeah. The whole thing. Shut up, D'Lo. Um... It seems like a good date. They do hit it off. They definitely like full on make out. Right. But when they get back to the house, Dean goes back to Christina and tells her that there, quote, wasn't really romance involved. And then he says, we did have a little peck. A little peck. I want you to know that. Just a little peck. A little peck. That's what I call Wells. (laughs) It was an interesting conversation because... um, like, he didn't really seem to be looking at her a lot. Like, again, it was sort of like the immaturity factor of Dean. He They did get into that stuff about being on TV with his dad. But they didn't really get a lot of depth there. Um, and, yeah, then the makeout happens. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back to Christina. And for a while, actually, this is this precedes the date. For a while, you think he's being a good guy. When he goes to Christina to like talk to her about the date, but you realize that he's just trying to make sure that she's not mad at him. Yeah, he's keeping her on the hook. Right. Not that he's like, are you okay? What? Let's talk about where right. things go. It's really just like, are you mad at me? Yes. Um, and sure enough, Christina then says she's not stepping away or giving up yet because Dean has baited her just enough. I don't know what happened in Kentucky, but... It always happens in Kentucky. It does seem like the most interesting things this season happened off camera during the right because Raven mentions that she and Sarah and Adam like meet up and go out the night together. She said that at the end of it, Adam was doing the raise the roof. Whoa! He was raising. Oh, that's wild! Yeah, (laughs) he had a lampshade on his head (laughs) at one point. Yeah. So Christina. I mean, Christina looks kind of like a fool because she gets her hopes back up, and rightfully so, because Dean tells her, you know, that the date wasn't really romantic. So I think she's feeling like, okay, you went out on this date, fine, but it didn't work out. Well, then here comes Dean with a motherfucking half birthday cake (laughs) for Danielle. Well, and it gets even worse because they're... Like, Christina and Dean are, like, flirting on the beach and, like, playing some sort of card forehead game that puts their faces right next to each other. And then and Dean then... comes back out, and he does this big, like, announcement. Right. Oh, my God, he was being such an asshole. Yeah, no, it was way like, over the top. Oh, I don't think that we in America celebrate half-birthdays. 
uh, the way that we should. And I don't know if anybody knows this, but it was discovered today that it is actually Danielle's half birthday. That's a good impression. It's not, but... it's It captures the spirit yes, of Dean. Yes, because he was being a dick. Yeah, he was being a so dick. So congratulations, Dean. I hope that Paradise was fun because you just screwed yourself on being Bachelor. Right. I guarantee it's you. It's never going to happen. Yeah, this was like a really bad job interview yeah. for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of mine you wear tuxedos to the interview that's funny it's ironic i get that you're kind of underplaying the whole formality of it i think that's funny as hell so let's do this you know you guys are hired you're in you know unless you're like the weirdest guys ever and i don't see it great Is that a fart? I don't know. I can taste it. On my tongue. Okay, I'll be honest with you, I did fart. Is that onion? Onion and onion and ketchup. It stinks. And this is a small room. <laughs> Shit. Is this where the, the episode splits? Oh, Christina goes and like collapses on the bed, crying. I know, and, like, she's really like sad... sobbing and she's like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, in a really sad just way. pissed that. off a Russian, buddy. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Okay, next morning, Sarah shows up. Um, she's described as bubbly and quirky. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. There you go. I vaguely remember her. I mean, I remember Sarah. She's cute. I do think that she's cute. She, I mean, she seemed fine. And she. Uh, we have to note that her date card said... Choose one of the men to go out on a date. Like, there was no pun, nothing clever. Get ready to have a blast. Yeah, just choose a man to go on a date. And she does. Um, the girls are pushing Ben on Sarah. She com- it's the hard sell. Yeah, she yeah. compares it to being at a used car lot. Yeah, it's the full court press. Um, she talks to Ben. First thing he tells her is that his dog is, quote, literally the best dog on the planet. First of all, Ben, false. False. We have literally the two best dogs on the planet. Yes. It is his dog's eight-month birthday. Two months ago, I'm going to guess that he baked that dog a half-birthday cake. Yeah, watermelon with frosting on it. Yeah. Um, she, shockingly, is not persuaded not after She's this conversation. She's not wooed by this. Yeah, she can see why they were putting the full-court yeah. press on. Someone please, dear God, take Ben away. Well, I told you, I might have said this earlier in our podcast tonight, that I read in Us Weekly that the two men that they were like put, putting forward as like they could be the next Bachelor were Dean. Right. No. Who's blown it. But yeah. also Ben Z. Like, who is pushing for Ben Z to be the Bachelor Right, nobody. No one even knows who Ben Z is. And I mean, Ben Z would just choose his dog. He would. In the end, for the fantasy suite. Yeah. Oh. Come on. Just just a cuddle Come up. On. We didn't go there with Copper. Don't go there with Benzie's dog. Just a cuddle up. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's always just a cuddle right. up. Right, that's how it starts. That's how it started with Adam and, uh, <laughs> and, and Sarah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Adam and AJ. That is how it started with Adam and AJ. All right, so... Um, Sarah asks out Adam. Now, Raven gives her full approval to this and then it seems that maybe she wasn't entirely honest yep. about that approval. But it also seems that perhaps Raven knew that she was violating girl code by asking Adam out. Right. Because she, 
when they all went out in Dallas, Sarah and Adam, when Raven came back downstairs the next morning, Sarah and Adam were cuddling on the couch. So I'm a little bit torn on whether or not it's an actual girl code violation because Sarah wasn't in paradise when Raven asked out Adam. But still, I just... I Are there no rules in paradise? I mean, it's like international waters. Have you no honor, madam? <laughs> Uh, Adam seems to be grooving on Sarah for as much as everybody loves Raven. um, Adam actually says that there's something that Sarah has that Raven just doesn't have. What is it? That special something? I don't know. Maybe uh, something in her hang down or what did she call stank on her hang down yeah. yeah we get that later as a sexual euphemism maybe raven asked adam if he wanted to get some <laughs> stank on his hang down and that was and he didn't understand too much. right what, what she was saying um they kiss all right wells and danielle are chatting being real Flirting sweet it up. Yeah. yeah apparently they have a long time relationship yeah wells said that they went on a date together like what three years ago three years ago yeah nothing happened but they make a deal that they're both gonna date each other in five years if they're both still single right i'd like to see that play i'm gonna follow i'm gonna hold you to that wells i like wells i like danielle i feel like danielle in this episode had calmed down a little bit i felt like she was trying to be too crazy in the first episodes And that she, in this episode, she reminded me more of the Danielle from Nick's season, which I think uh-huh. seems to be more of her, like, true Who personality. Yeah. yeah, like, she was more subdued, a little quieter. Uh-huh. She made a mature decision to not stay in paradise and to go to Africa. Yes. When go I'm, to Africa and do whatever you're it is sleepy, that she's You're sleepy, you're yawning a whole lot into the microphone. Going to do. I think oh. everybody's appreciating that. Yeah. I know I am. Yeah, everyone's enjoying it. It's yeah. really making the podcast fun and lively yeah. for the whole crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, she's going to Africa to work on some kind of mysterious, um, probably procuring blood diamonds. Probably. Over there. Yeah, almost certainly what she's up to. Um, we uh, forgot to mention something earlier on which is uh, Alexis and Jasmine's hot tub antics you were a fan of that well I was mostly confused about the daddy do you want some sausage <laughs> which we later looked up is from Freddie got fingered you looked it up we we looked it up together you watched the whole <laughs> clip too no I to didn't. find out what was going on well and it was yet another instance of you know they show us them hitting each other in the trailer and of course you're like well that's fake you know, it's clear yeah. they're, they're not fighting for real. Um, but anyways, I wanted to, to circle back on that important note that everybody's really excited about and interested in. Um, Lacey is still here against all odds, yes. or I guess simply because there hasn't been a rose ceremony right, where yeah. the women get cut. <laughs> Mostly not against all odds, but against the certainty that she will soon be cut. She seems to be basically annoying everyone. And I don't really know how, because when we see her, it's just in little clips. I mean, she does go from like zero to a hundred back to zero. So she's either like sobbing and complaining that she feels totally unliked by every person mm-hmm. there 
And then when Diggy says yes to the date, she's like, paradise is the best place right. ever. Right. Paradise can work. I'm proof of that. <laughs> and then Everybody wants their own Lacey Diggy story. <laughs> well, she goes to like every single guy. It is kind of sad. Mm. Like goes to every single guy and like, would this be a friend date or a more than friends date? And they're like, friendship? Yeah, and then she had to date. check a box about whether they yeah. wanted to be more than friends. And none of them want to. Yeah, no one except Diggy, box. who later says, I wanted to make sure she had a good time. I feel like it's like when a like special needs kid asks somebody to prom or oh. something. Because he's like, I just I wanted to make sure that she had a good time. Yeah. No, I mean, she seems fine. I guess she just doesn't. Yeah. Well, no, we talked about that. Like, I don't understand. I think she's pretty. Mm -hmm. I think she seems like she has a decent personality. I mean, I don't know. I guess I I don't know. I don't know why she is having why she stands out bad luck because also you know Danielle M also hasn't had good luck in paradise, but the women like her and she seems to be having right. a good time right. the girls don't seem to like Lacey no they don't seem to care for her for reasons that are somewhat unclear uh, but uh, Lacey and Diggy do go out on a date with Jorge's Torres I didn't mean that in a bad way about the special needs no I understand date. they're yeah. um, no you're saying like that they're it's totally like sympathetic or like um, like treating her like it's like paternalistic yeah or, something. or yeah. like I just want to give you this moment that I think you deserve because you're so sweet and like right. nobody right. else. Like, I, I don't know. And and it's maybe it is a little con. Like, I think it yeah, was condescending, it condescending of Diggy to yep. say like out when he's out on his real date with Dominique. Right. You know, well, that's what your metaphor gets at is that it's good natured and well intentioned, but condescending nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, they go out on that date with Jorge's. I um, I looked it up. You and I could also take I saw a that. Jorge's Torres yes, tour. I would love um, that. So I will. You would not because it involves horseback riding. But what, maybe you Jorge's could Jorge? could he find me a donkey? Could he find me an <laughs> ATV yeah, that I could right. use, that I could ride? That could I you could just steer? ride Jorge. Um, he tells them that the beach that he took them to is where he was conceived. Yes. Do you think that that's true, or is that just part of the gimmick of the the tour? I don't know. You got to go on the tour to find, to find out. out. Is that really true? <laughs> he also tells them that uh, the champagne is cold as a penguin's butt, <laughs> which would be more appropriate for Matt, I think. But mm. or for Rachel, yeah, or, or for Rachel, penguins. yeah. Um. All right, Dominique is here. Neither one of us remembered Dominique. No. Oh, I'm sorry, but first Danielle leaves. Well, oh, no, we get told that Danielle is going to leave. Then Dominique comes. She's cute. I just don't remember her. I guess she's yeah. from Nick's season. She's got long braids that all the guys are loving. She looks like a tropical princess. She's got a nose ring. Mm-hmm. Um, Lacey is quite upset because yes. it becomes... Uh, apparent almost immediately that um, Dominique has her eye on Diggy and that everyone is kind of encouraging that. Sure. And I Taylor get in particular. Taylor in particular. Taylor who is good friends with Dominique. Um, I did think, I could understand Lacey's point of like, I just came back from my day. Right, like literally Dominique just is got here, back. And then yeah. suddenly like everybody is pushing. The, it's like it just didn't happen. Right, right. Like again, sort of to your metaphor, like everyone was just treating her as like, it's not a serious It wasn't contender. even a real date. Right. Yeah. Oh, poor Lacey. 
Poor Lacey. Um, Dominique and Diggy do go out. They have a good date. It involves strawberries. Yes, Diggy saying he's real jealous of that strawberry right now. I don't like that whipped cream that they had. I oh, think no. maybe because it was so hot and humid, it's like had it had Too the wrong sticky. consistency. Yeah, that's, that's not right. Well, you also this date had a lot of smacking kiss noises, which I know you hate. Uh-uh. Yeah, that is not not for you. Yeah, if I wanted that, I'd watch Josh eat some pizza. Right. Which there's another pizza faux pas in this episode where the pizza gets dropped all over the beach. Doesn't matter because it's D'Lo. D'Lo can do whatever she, <laughs> she wants. She can do no wrong. Oops, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wells and Danielle. So Danielle packs up. She's leaving. Yep. She's heading out. Rocket man style. <laughs> <laughs> Packed my bags last night. Pre-flight. <laughs> I was going more for the Shatner <laughs> version. Their Shatner version of Rocket Man. Are you unfamiliar with this? I am. Yeah, I'll I'll deal with that after the uh, after the show. Packed my bags last night, pre-flight, zero hour, nine a.m. They played Rocket Man at the end of Space Camp when I went in eighth grade, and I cried. Oh, yeah. it would not have been the Shatner version. <laughs> would not have brought you to tears. That's a sweet little story. Sure. Like the culmination of your Space Camp adventure. Yep. I wonder if they still play that for the kids. I don't know. For the for the children. <laughs> I don't know. We need to go. Um, Wells and Danielle kiss. It's yes, kind of like do. a big like end of the 90s movie moment. Yeah. Well, and... Best friends, a little bit can't buy me love. You mean like an end of a 90s movie moment. What did I say? Not an end of the 90s movie moment. Like not a movie that particularly takes place at the end of the 90s. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Gotcha. I want to make sure the whole decade... I feel like you probably knew what what I meant. No, I want to make sure the whole decade gets credit. I want to make sure that I understood. If you were talking about like a can't hardly wait moment. Heck, e sack. (laughs) Oh, wait, that's that's not even Can't that, Hardly that Wait. Is, she's all that. Yeah, they, I mean, Damn these are it. interchangeable <laughs> movies. Um, <laughs> I thought it was sweet. I'm mm-hmm. not sure how genuine it was. Sure. Well, I guess if Danielle's going to Africa, what's the risk? Like, oh, we'll deal with this when you get home. Well, she's already <laughs> we'll talk back, more but about she this. says that because she's like, well, then I might have to have a discussion when I get home. How long was she in Africa? That's not to work in Africa if you're gone for like a week and a half. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, was she going to be a social media influencer over there? I don't know. Hey, guys, you guys need sugar bear vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> Let me spread the message of sugar Has bear. anybody ever told you all about these uh, shakes that you can eat? <laughs> <laughs> guys, uh, there's this great company called Jorge's Torres. Well, I don't know. Why don't you tweet Wells and ask him? You uh, can well, do I've that right after you tweet Dean. A lot of tweeting to do after this show. Um, that is the end of the paradise section. And then, I mean, briefly, we can talk about the DeMario stuff. Yeah, I mean, we to fast my mind, forwarded that was, through the sonogram. Right. And, and Raven and Diggy and Adam and some other people came out and talked about nothing for a while. I mean, this was like 45 minutes of nonsense. Yeah. And I think that what makes me so mad about it is... They just seem really upset about... They seem to think that it was blown totally out of proportion. But you're on a TV show that 
according to Chris Harrison, like, America watches. Right, America is obsessed with. So why is it shocking that if some very cloudy, like, something went down, but nobody's very forthcoming about what it was or what happened. Like, of course people are going to be talking about it. I just don't like how they act like, you know, the bloodthirsty media was... They were all over it. And again, I mean, I don't, I didn't pay attention to a lot of the coverage, but my reaction was that the coverage seemed to be exactly what they thought happened, which was just like something kind of shady happened where Demario and Corinne may not have been able to give full consent to a sexual encounter and they needed to investigate it. Like, that's how I thought it was covered. Maybe I just wasn't reading right. the more sensationalist things, but. No, I mean, I saw some things that were more. Um... That were more sensationalized. I, I mean, but yeah, I feel like especially after about three or four days, it did seem like that was the story that was being put forth. Right, um, right. And I also think, I guess, I mean, it sucks that production had to shut down, but better safe than sorry. And like, maybe that's a good lesson for them to learn in terms of. I, I don't know, like, how things need to happen on the show. Right, right. I mean, clearly they were being, not Demario and Corinne, but production was being a little bit irresponsible for things to get out of this con- control in this way. And clearly someone was concerned someone about this it wasn't situation. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would like, I would be content with this whole thing that they have, you know, for as much as they lament it being out in the media and everybody's getting it wrong, they sure are using it for hours and hours sure. of the show. Of course. Um, I, I, the only reason that, or the only way that I would feel that it was truly well-rounded is if they also interviewed whoever the producer sure. was. Right, that- who was concerned about Get the investigative team out right. to talk about it. And that's, I mean, so... We can gloss over the little thing with the Paradise guests and Evan and Carly. And the DeMario stuff even, I thought he was, he explained himself well. Oh, yeah. No, Um, I I think, you know, he seems, he comes off as sympathetic. Right. I just, I don't have even that much to say about it anymore. It's almost like, I feel like they had an investigation. Obviously, it's an in-house investigation with all kinds of potential for bias. But, like, they found that to their satisfaction nothing bad happened like i'm really fine not talking about this anymore you know i am too and i i don't want to talk about it anymore but i think too i don't like the idea that just because they invite demario on the show and he's crying because of his mom that that must mean that nothing wrong happened sure you know i mean i'm sure that the uh stanford swimmer guy was would cry to think about (laughs) the pain that he caused his mom i I feel like they're trying to push too hard this narrative of like, it was a hugely overblown thing and nothing bad happened at all. Right. Which makes me think that might not be true. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, who knows? They seem to be very much like trying to cover their asses, but while simultaneously trying to play it for ratings and interest. Right. Again, I mean, whatever. They looked into it. I just, I don't know what happened. I don't have any judgments at all as far as like who's in the wrong or anything. I just don't have enough information to make that kind of decision. You and I have also said, I think that it's in very poor taste to be doing this all in a single show. Like if you actually thought that it was worth the time, I think that they should have like 
a separate night, like a Wednesday night, 30 minute <laughs> special. Well, no, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, it feels very, uh, it just lacks cohesion to be like, here's Evan and Carly and their sonogram. Right. They're having a girl. Right. Now we're going to talk to Demario about what consent means. Right, right. You know, I mean, well, and as it's we, incong- incongruous. Yeah. As incongruous. We, How do you say that word? Incongruous. I think you've got it. Incongruous. Yeah, that sounds right. Incongruous. 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 I'm like Whitney um. on Southern Charm. <laughs> um, I, as we pointed out, they're just like inequipped to handle this kind of thing. I mean, this show has always been ill-equipped to handle this kind of thing, and it was inevitably going to happen. I mean, they didn't even handle very well when like uh, Jake and Vienna like threatened to get violent. You know, I just feel like they mm-hmm. can't handle like serious stuff and of course it's not a serious show despite people finding love and marriage it's fundamentally a ridiculous show and when you bring in serious topics like this it's just they can't can't handle it's, it it's the wrong venue for this kind of thing so um but yeah did De- demario talked for a while he seemed likable he gave clear answers um he wasn't evasive like he was with the girlfriend situation um mm-hmm on Rachel's episode. So, um, like I said, I don't know what happened. I don't really have any judgments about who's in the wrong. We just... There's only one person that does know, and that's God. You mean Chris Harrison? So chill. Let my father do his job. All right, well, we'll be back next week for um, more discussion of whatever happens and doesn't happen and then whatever nonsense filler comes between the things that doesn't happen yes we will yeah all right goodbye goodbye what's the matter with your life why you gotta mess with mine don't keep sweating what i do because i'm gonna be just fine check it out if i wanna take a die home with me Podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.